do you how do you get people through the front door, and how do you keep them from leaving through the back? Um, so I think for us it's it's high tech, high touch. So high tech, um, just like people shop online before they shop in person, even if they go to an actual store to buy the product, they would have watched the reviews, they would have watched checked the prices and everything else, and then they'll pick up the product. People choose churches in the same way. From the pages of Church Growth Magazine, helping church leaders implement their vision, this is the Church Growth Magazine podcast with your host, Brian Boyd. Welcome to the Church Growth Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Brian Boyd. Today, Pastor Yuri Creel from Austin, Texas is here. Hey, Yuri, how are you, man? I'm doing great, man. Great to be with you. Yuri is a uh, good friend and uh, hails originally from South Africa. Uh, I thought you were going to ask me about my accent. I... um, Well, you know, the the secret thing is the reason I wanted you here is because of your accent. I I knew that. I knew that. I've got a friend that that preaches that says if he could have his content with my accent, he'll be the best preacher in the world. Don't know what that says about my content, but, you know, we'll leave it at that. (laughs) Well, I hope that it's good. I hope it's good. But, uh, you know, Church Growth Magazine is dedicated to the tactical ways of growing your church. And um, this is why this is why today's podcast is going to be really something interesting. Um, we haven't yet had anybody on the podcast who's actually started a church from scratch. And and Yuri, you didn't just start your church from scratch. You opened up in a, in a new country, right? Because you were oh, yeah. a pastor in South Africa. Tell us a little bit about, about your background in South Africa. Well, without elaborating too much, uh, I, I took over an existing church in South Africa um, that had a, a Sunday attendance of around a thousand. Uh, within the first six months, I, I grew it to the staggering number of 800. Um, but then God got involved and, and really turned things around. And we kind of through through growth, acquisitions, new church plants, uh, new site plants, we, we saw it go from, uh, from you know, a, a thousand on a Sunday to... Uh, to four and a half thousand on a Sunday in, in six different different sites. Um, so kind of went through through that journey and, and that's where we met actually. Yeah. So what year, when did you leave uh, South Africa? So, so we left South Africa uh, two and a little bit years ago, um, just basically on a call, just, just had a, had a, there was a season where we really felt like we were living the dream. And um, in the midst of that, uh, this discomfort started in our hearts. And initially, we rebuked ourselves. And then my wife and I rebuked one another. And, and then we rebuked the devil. And then yeah. we thought, well, if it isn't us and it isn't God, it isn't the devil, then maybe it's God. Yeah. And uh, that kind of just brought yeah. us to this point of, of praying about what does he have for us next and started speaking to us about sure. this unreached people group. Uh, in the USA, yeah. which is uh, a in, generation in of millennial and urban cause. Yeah. Well, Austin, we had no idea what Austin was like. Uh, you know, don't tell anybody yeah. in Austin. But uh, yeah. when we when God spoke to us about the city of Austin, we had to look it up on a map. Uh, now, little did we know what an incredible place it is and, mm-hmm. you know, how people are flocking here and, and just what a up-and-coming tech hub it is and what a great place it is to live. So how did but, you uh, how did you choose yeah. how did you zero in Austin as your destination? Because you know people all around the United States. So why why Austin? 
Well, it, it was it was a God thing. It's it's one of those things where you know when in the Bible when when people go to God and say, "Pick me a wife." Um, I, I'm I'm a big one to say God knows better than me. So it was really a situation of just praying about it and, and saying, God, where would you want us? And uh, a, a friend here um, invited me to come and preach. And on the way to come and preach here at his church, uh, just I was just stirred by God in a dream. Now, he's never spoken to me like this before, and he's never led me like that again. But there was just a clear call in a dream, and uh, the rest is history, as they say. Mm. So uh, 512 is the church. 512 church, yeah. right? And uh, 512 City Church. 512 City Church. And and you are actually downtown. I don't, I don't know if it's called downtown in Austin. You're in yeah, you're in the real, Austin. The, real, cool. the real um urban part of Tulsa. I mean of Austin. And uh yeah. Tulsa's a great city too. Hi Tulsa. How are you? It is a great city. Hi, yeah. And uh um how many how many Christian based churches are in your part of Austin? So, so if you kind of take the the square two miles that makes up downtown Austin, you've got about 18,000 people and you've got a Sunday attendance of 1,000 uh, if you were to take all the churches together. A lot of those are, are traditional churches with a Sunday attendance of 10 or 20. Uh, there's about three churches that has 100 or more on a Sunday and not much more than 100, to be honest. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's this, this urban core, like many urban cores around the U.S., uh, you've got a lot of young people moving there. You've got a lot of liberal people moving into the, the urban core of the city. Yeah. And you've got this young, up-and-coming, vibey, post-churched, millennial vibe. Sure. Um, and uh, a lot of affluence in, yeah. the, in, the, in, the, in downtown Austin. So it's yeah. an interesting vibe. It's the, it's the group of people that the church is doing the worst job at reaching hmm. in the U.S. right now. Hmm. And they're all concentrated together. In the hardest, most expensive, busiest part of town. Hmm. So other cities sounds like be, fun, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, other cities <laughs> would be very similar. Then I suppose maybe Nashville or or uh... Uh, Nashville. Nashville's getting there. I think downtown Denver, downtown okay. Portland, Oregon, oh, sure. uh, and yeah. downtown Austin. Those three would really uh, probably represent this the most. Although I think there's a lot of cities, Nashville included, that's heading in that direction. Yeah. Hmm. So you you land in in Austin, and you have to start a church. Now I know listeners here have have been part of churches, possibly church plants. What's let's talk about the tactics to be starting a church. What are the steps you took? And here's what I want to go with. And and listen listen carefully, uh, everyone on the podcast here. Let's talk about the success points of starting your church, and then I want to hear your miserable failures. <laughs> I want to, I'm sure I'm sure everything went perfect for you. There were no no nothing you do uh, absolutely nothing you do over. But let's talk about what are the tactics you you took, and which tactics were good, which could you improve on. Let me let's just, let's get to the the brass tacks here. Well, I think the the, the first thing that we've got to start with is um, there's one head to the church. If, if Jesus isn't the head of your church, you're not a part of the church. Yeah. But if Jesus is the head of the church, then there's only one head to the church. And then you've got to understand that whether you're planting a church, taking over an existing church, whatever strategy you're using to plant that church, you're doing that with the church in the city. And starting with that premise is critical. So the whole reason why we ended up in downtown Austin is because the church in the city of Austin said downtown is where the greatest need is. Um, not the greatest opportunity. 
for a church planter because there's areas where you could easily plant a church, but there's already churches there. And if, if we say that the kingdom is the highest value, then we've got to plant with the church. Find friends. Speak to pastors. Go introduce yourself. Uh, I remember the, the first year I was here, I saw 10 to 12 pastors a week just knocking on their doors, sitting down, uh, learning what the church in the, the city is all about, what's working, what isn't working. Uh, so that'll be lesson number one. I think I think lesson number two in the process was um, as we, we planted the church, we had to exegete the city. So we just had to sit and speak to people, speak to the people you want to reach, um, not the people that are in churches already, because the churches that are in, the people that are in churches already is going to tell you the churchy stories. The people that aren't in church, they're going to tell you the stories that's going to shape it the right way. Uh, third th- thought is um, reinvent. Don't copy, paste, repeat from another place. Learn from everybody. Learn from the city. Learn from the church in the city, but then innovate. Do something mm-hmm. new. Try, fail, uh, have great experiments, um, run with it. And uh, maybe the, the last lesson would be dream big, start small, and scale quickly. Uh, you've, you've got to have a great big dream, uh, but don't, don't expect the dream. Uh, big dreams don't always mm-hmm. start big. Oftentimes they start small, and if it's small and it fails, try something else. If it's small and it works, figure out how to scale it into big. I wonder if the uh, the, the real key to your success is choosing a great worship leader. <laughs> well, if you can find a great worship leader, that's fantastic. I, but uh, the fact of the matter is that building a team is not going to build a church. Uh, no, I mean your worship leader is your wife, right? <laughs> well, that wasn't the original worship. Leader. Okay, <laughs> she's she's Plan C, <laughs> but she's doing a better job than any of us. She is. So uh, really she grateful is. for she that. Is, she is amazing. <laughs> so, what? Tell me about what? What did you do that was innovative at the church there? Uh, I think most of our innovation were around the way we planted. Um, when you're planting a church, when you're running a church, when you're building a church, uh, there's three components you've got to keep in mind. There's the experiential component, most of which is taken up in your Sunday experience. Uh, you've got the relational component, which is you know either your group life or your you know where people's mm-hmm. lives touch one sure. another, where they share life. And then there's the evangelistic missional component, right? So, so it, ever since we started planted, we made sure that in all th- three of those areas we were innovating. Uh, our missional component to start out with was fully digital. We um, we had a we had an app. Uh, we had a, a online following of, of several thousand by the time we launched a service. Um, so it's a digital world. It's the new billboard. It's the yeah. common third place where most people live is the online space. So that was a big deal at the beginning of all of this. And then have great experiences. Make sure that you put together great experiences that's culturally relevant to to the people you're reaching. So we, we took a boat and we did a, a, a river tour for our first volunteer meeting. Um, you know, we just booked out the whole boat. And a lot of people came just because they wanted to take a trip on the boat, downtown yeah, Austin. Yeah. Um, but it, it was a way of hooking them. It was a way of getting them involved and getting them excited about this. Uh, please don't do church as usual when you're planting a church. There's universal truths that we don't deviate one bit from, but we've got to take those truths and we've got to translate them to the people we're looking to reach. Mm. What was your process, uh, Yuri, in finding a location for for your church? So you Ooh. you you did this, you did the the pre work. You had a following on social media. You knew you had interest. 
Um, yeah. You know, what was your thought process in finding a location to have have the the Sunday services? Yeah, lo- lo- location is important. Um, I think we we made a list of uh, fifty six or fifty three possible locations. Uh, we scattered them out, went to see them, uh, put up a list of pros and cons, and uh, ended up with the best one. Uh, if I could do it over, uh, I would start with a smaller location. Um, it's very hard to have a big location that you've got to grow into. It's easier to have a full location that you've got to multiply services and find a big That's location. a great point. Um, so starting small there and scaling quickly. And you, you have to set up and tear down. Every we're setting up and tearing yeah. down uh, at the moment, uh, which is a great way of building ownership amongst people. But the frustration is you don't have the continuity of the week activities. Yeah. The common pause day in Sundays has disappeared for most people. And, and that's one of the great challenges we've got to figure out in the church. How do we do seven days a week church? Because Sundays is not the common pause days. Everybody isn't in town on Sundays. People are right. traveling more. Uh, society's changing. We've got to be creative around those things, and uh, digital is a way to to get around it. You know, yeah. having small groups on Zoom and stuff like that, uh, doing courses on on webcasts rather than having people come to a central location. But there's something about where the people gather. Um, that's not the church. The people are the church. But whether or not that space works mm. is critical to the success of a church. We're talking to Pastor Yuri Creel of Five Twelve City Church in Austin, Texas. And uh, if you're in the Austin area, or if you're passing through, um, really stop by and, and take take a take a look at the church. Five Twelve Church is the, your website URL. Five Twelve and the number five, the number five, the word twelve dot church. Very trendy, Yuri. That's a very trendy URL. Thanks, Ben. Mm-hmm. Well, it's the it's the it's the city it's the dialing code for Austin. It's five one two. That's that's area and, codes um, for you guys. Look. Area <laughs> codes and uh, sorry, area code is five one two. And the and the, the one John five is twelve says that whoever has the son is mine. And that's really what we're trusting God. That's for. awesome. That's great, Yuri. Um, the uh, um, the Austin area is is known for music and and uh, uh, um, what's the what's the the uh, the big conference that happens at the beginning of the year there South, South by Southwest. Southwest right what's the impact on these big events that come into town on the church and on the community well I, I, I think the bigger impact is the type of city so so Austin is a is a hip and happening city so you've got high levels of transient communities. You know, people people live here and work all over the country because they want to live here. And people from all the, over the country come here for, you know, different activities, be it South by Southwest or something else. Um, so that's kind of a, um, the, the, the type of, mm-hmm. of, of city that you've got. And the type of city has an impact on the type of church you run. Um, so it's, it's not as much gearing up for those activities as it is gearing up in doing church in a way that makes sense for that the type of people. Um, so maybe that's the larger impact mm. than just the activities. Now, obviously, the city swells and, you know, the streets are buzzing and, you know, there's a lot of people you can reach in that moment. Um, but the question is, how do you reach the people that host those people? Because that'll give you a sustainable growth over time. So that, that leads into my, my next question is, 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 your, is your funnel in, in business? You have a sales funnel, right? And the goal in business is to drive people into the funnel because they can, you can convert, convert them to customers later on. 
how do you drive this is a i mean a, this is a business question you know how do you drive new business so how are you getting the word out about 512 city church to to bring more people into the into the church yeah it's a great question i think it's uh, regardless of my answer that's the question everybody wanting to grow a church needs to ask themselves right how do you how do you get people through the front door and how do you keep them from leaving through the back um, so I think for us, it's, it's high tech, high touch. So high tech, um, just like people shop online before they shop in person, even if they go to an actual store to buy the product, they would have watched the reviews, they would have watched, checked the prices and everything else, and then they'll pick up the product. People choose churches in the same way. So, so high tech funnel, um, most people's engagement with 512 will start either high tech online mm-hmm. in some digital Good space. Point. Or high high touch, which is through a personal invitation of an individual. So, how do we present something online which adds value to people's lives long before they come through the door of Five Twelve? And second question is, how do we empower the people that are a part of Five Twelve to be able to reach those around them? So, um, how, how are they able to say, "Hey, watch the, this message that I heard on Sunday changed my life." Here's the link to it, or uh, you want to join me. So high-touch, personal connections, personal discipleship, and high-tech online is basically the the two categories that I'll break the tunnel into. That's good. The uh, uh, the role of social media. Let's let's talk about this for a moment, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll close out today. But you know, you talked about high-tech just now. What's the role of social media in 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 reaching out to your community and? And do you feel like like the streaming of churches and, and online dilutes the people who could possibly be in the actual pew? Or is that just as powerful of, a, of an outreach? Um, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, that? I, I think that's a super relevant question. Um, I, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is that social media has its troubles and its ills, absolutely. Um, but so does the market square in Paul's day. Um, you know, but the fact of the matter is, where did he do most of his preaching? Where did Jesus do most of his preaching? Not in the temple, but in the market square. Uh, Paul did mo- most of the recorded messages we have of Paul speaking was in public spaces. Uh, we don't have people standing around in market squares s- screaming from soapboxes today. We have something called social media. And I believe most of our messaging should be on there. Um, 512 is engaged. Every week, our messages are engaged more online than what is engaged in person on a Sunday morning. Uh, we've seen greater growth in that area than on Sundays. Now, uh, some people would say, yeah, but if you didn't live stream, they, they might have uh, showed up on a Sunday morning. That is true. But if I didn't live stream, when they travel, they couldn't be a part of it. We couldn't reach people. We couldn't. That's the market square. That's the place people are. And that's where we want to be as a church. Uh, It's not about driving bums on seats. It's about changing lives. Um, And that's your success metrics will define whether or not you engage social media. And if if you want to be successful in changing lives, you want to be successful where the lives are spending their time. And that's on social media. That's great. Thank you, Yuri. I really appreciate you spending time with me today and uh, sharing some of these these, uh, thoughts about about 512 City Church and, and uh, you know, if, if, if as we wrap here, if you had to go back and do anything different, is there anything you'd go back and do different? I mean, the church is growing, you're making an impact. 
Um, well, anything you'd, you'd say, man, I, I think knowing what I know now, I would have maybe done something a little different as we, as we built this church. I, I, I think I would have had a lot more grace and expectation, uh, both on myself and uh, on, on the on the church as a whole. Um, I I've learned the the value of understanding scaling starts with starting small. And if there's any if there's any people out there that's frustrated with the growth of their church, um, I think my encouragement would be just allow it to start small. Um, and then allow it to scale from there. Because if you start, if you grow strong and healthy, it has the roots to sustain the growth. Thank you. And uh, um, uh, as we as we wrap up here, I just want to uh, offer, uh, if anybody has any questions for Yuri, if you'd like to learn more about 512 City Church, um, you can definitely drop us a line here via email, Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at churchgrowthmagazine.com. And I'll be happy to field those questions, get them to Yuri, and uh, get you a response right away. Right away. Well, Yuri, I can't wait to come back and visit you again in Austin. I remember we had a, we had a good donut. There's a, <laughs> there's a donut shop. <laughs> Donuts and barbecue, right? Don- Welcome to Austin. I, I, think, I think that that's, that's the key to getting your, uh, your people in the door is having donuts and barbecue at Absolutely. the church. Absolutely. And some breakfast tacos. Breakfast tacos. I love it. Well, this is awesome. Yuri, thanks. Best to your family and uh, to your whole church. Again, if you're interested in, in learning more about Yuri, Pastor Yuri and the church, it's 512church. 512. I'm, I'm so bad at, at the. At, the digit 5, the word 12. That's it. Dot the digit 5, the word 12. Dot church. Very trendy. And uh, high tech, high touch. Uh, definitely has done a great job. Uh, So Yuri, thank you for joining us today. For Yuri Creel, I'm Brian Boyd, and we'll see you next time on the Church Growth Magazine podcast. Let me go, I'm going to go back and just kind of recap the points that, that Alan made. And if you'd like more information on, on the, the points that Alan brought out today, just drop us an email. You can send it to Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at churchgrowthmagazine.com. So here's what I heard, Alan, and I'm going to – I'd like everybody at home to take a pen out and write this down. We talked about leadership, empowering recognizing the calling of every individual. We talked about calling. That's really important. Ministry, that missional focus, spirituality, systems, celebration, and, and we touched on relationship. If you, where, where are you headed next, Alan? What's, what's next for Doxadeo and, and, and for, for, the, for the church and for the ministry? Well, Doxadeo has birthed a, um, a serving platform in which we try to assist the church at large, which we call City Changes. And City Changes is actually creating 
a learning community in five different continents in the next season where we're coming alongside uh, kind of cohorts, uh, coaching cohort programs for leaders uh, to assist them in, in becoming more effective impacting their world. And so uh, we're extremely excited about that. Um, we uh, have also uh, partnered with Exponential, which is the big church planting process, which is now going to Europe. And we're part of that program. So all over the world, we're actually seeing something of an emergence of churches starting to think more missional, multiplying, mobilizing, thinking in new ways. So in in that sense, we're just happy that we can be part of the conversation. I'm happy that you were part of our conversation today, Alan. Well, you might appreciate it. And everybody listening, grace to you. Great. Thank you, Alan. And uh, a reminder, uh, churchgrowthmagazine.com is your destination for articles and uh, uh, tactics for helping your church grow technology, facilities, operations, uh, finance. Um, There's an article in in the uh, December issue about recent IRS changes and how that affects your church. So there's uh, a lot of great information and uh, we look forward to bringing you more articles like that in the future. So, Alan, again, thank you for joining us today on the Church Growth Magazine podcast. For Alan Platt, I'm Brian Boyd, and we'll see you next time here at Church Growth Magazine. Mm-hmm.